Good evening, everyone, and thank you very much uh, for joining us to this evening. Uh, I might just do a quick sound check. Ivan, have I got you there? Indeed. And Costa? Uh, yeah, I'm here. Excellent. All right. Well, we're all here. So thank you uh, to everyone taking the time to join us tonight. And uh, this is a, the wrap of the options game. Uh, we're going to be going through and having a look at the results of the game, uh, uh, look at what, what trades did well, uh, and then we're going to have a look at some trading systems and discuss some of the ingredients that will make you successful as a trader. Uh, so we've got a little bit of, and we might even go and have a look at some trades that we're looking at in the market at the moment, if, we've got, if time permits. Uh, the session is an open forum uh, for questions, so you should have a chat box open on your screen at the moment. You want to ask any questions at any point in time, just... It will either say questions or chat. Just type away in there, and <clears throat> we'll get to those questions either as we go, or you know, if we're you know, time doesn't permit, we'll get to every, all questions at the end. Uh, my name's Patrick Nelson. I'm not sure, Ivan, on the way of uh, setup slides at the beginning, but um, whether there's anything about us presenters that you want to click through. Uh, but you're driving <laughs> at the moment. You're <laughs> in charge of slides tonight for a change. Um, so, yeah, but my name's Patrick Nelson. I'm the MD of uh, Reach Markets and uh, Reach Trading. Uh, Ivan Cherrylov here is the MD of uh, Tradeflow. And we've got Costa, more importantly, who is the winner of the recent options trading game. Right. Well, I'm not seeing the same slide that was there at the start, so I'm not sure if you want to... Go through to the disclaimer, mate. That's uh, it's way further, but I'm I'm glad you're uh, I'm glad you got ready for the uh, for the preso. Good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, thank you, thank you, everybody, for joining us. Um, uh, so, for anyone who's actually thinking, you know, if it was Costa Costa's um, uh, the winner of the game, so we'll ask him a few questions later down the track. Um, and uh, yeah, thank you very much for joining us. So. Um, First couple of things for you, just um, I guess a bit of an overview of who Tradefloor is, uh, how it fits with reach markets, um, and ultimately what we do together. Um, but uh, Tradefloor started out back in 2014. It's a fintech company, and we focus on building uh, technology uh, specifically around risk management and trading. Um, and uh, yeah, we've sort of we've had a whole heap of stuff happen in the recent times, uh, including picking up a broker, but uh, we've got some big clients, so about 60% of the retail derivatives volume now goes through our risk management systems, soon to be 70, um, and uh, we, we've sort of um, taken over that market because we're the only guys that build innovative solutions for derivatives. And uh, about, that was two years ago, I think, maybe, um, maybe a bit longer, I don't know, um, we sort of came together. Um, as reach markets and trade flow and created implied volatility. And the basis of that was to go on and create a system that um, uh, sits on the back of the options trading game and um, it's the exact same experience as you've got an options trading game to then ultimately be able to trade in the market uh, and it's specifically built for retail options traders. It's the first time that um, in Australia, when we when we launched implied volatility and the whole heap of stuff that and work that's went into it since then, but it's it's the first time that really it, it's a system that's built around risk management systems and sound real time risk management, a really powerful pricing engine, and everything's been built 
on top of that really strong foundation, which is specifically for options traders. And I noticed that there's a couple of clients uh, on the line today. Um, so a couple of things, you know, it's it's by far the number one uh, options trading platform in Australia. Um, we're not really competing with anyone here. Um, it's all about um, uh, kind of trying to build the best experience, trying to get you to uh, uh, identify the best options trades in the market. Um, we've got the best options rates in the country, twenty four ninety five per leg or point two four. Um, you can build combos straight with the platform, uh, straight through the platform, I should say, with one click. Um, it's got real time streaming pricing, uh, and more importantly, the theoretical pricing comes through. So you actually know, regardless of whether there's a market maker or not in the market, you know exactly where you should be pricing your trades. Um, in real time, and we're the only, we're the only place that does it. And then um, for the majority of the people that are on the line, uh, you would have heard Patrick's and my voice uh, quite a lot. We run um, about three or four webcasts every week, um, specifically around options, including a trading group on Thursdays, and then sort of a Tuesday night session with a prominent trader and then um, educational uh, material in, in the midst. So our full focus has really been around moving away from uh, just kind of this old school, I'm going to phone you up and I'm going to tell you what you need to put on uh, mentality into really utilizing technology. And that's something that's been driving um, a trade floor to, to go to the next step. And then ultimately where we partnered with, uh, with Patrick was, was specifically around this point. And it's all driven by this. And for those of you that, that have been on these before, uh, this is one of my favorite slides. Um, you know, between 1956 and 2015, we've seen a trillion-fold increase in performance. And what we try to do is we try, and, you know, by the way, since 2015, it's been another five years. Like, I've got, I'm doing this uh, presentation on a thing that looks like an iPad. Uh, it feels like an iPad built by Microsoft. They've released recently. The power of this thing is crazy, um, and that's technology that, that was made possible uh, that, that's now, you know, about two years in. So um, really that's progressing quite a lot, and technology and financial services really hasn't been progressing a lot, and that's where we're really trying to be uh, a, a differentiating company ultimately and build uh, powerful technology that helps you go and analyze the market. Um, so, you know, just to give you an understanding of how important that is, is the first super, the first real supercomputer got created in 1985, uh, weighs two and a half tons. It's the first time we utilized, uh, a supercomputer to travel past really the moon. Um, and, uh, in today's money, it costs $30 million. It sits in a museum. Um, it's a, it's a proper relic. Uh, whereas, what, um, ironically, it's actually uh, uh, one of the main drivers in making this happen is the, uh, the good old PlayStation. Um, but uh, the uh, capability of microchips has created computational power to become smaller and shrink. Uh, and now in your pocket, you carry something that's six times more powerful than the good old Cray 2. Um, and it has the capability of 240 million Apollo 11 guidance systems. So theoretically, with a, with an iPhone, you can actually 
although obviously technology is slightly different, you can actually land 240 million rockets on the moon, uh, which is crazy. So um, that ultimately led us to uh, the field of uh, doing lots of analysis um, around what we can start doing with options. And um, a lot of the, um, I guess, the theory behind uh, options has really come around in the last, uh, probably in the last 10, 20 years, um, where we've seen major theoretical advancements in um, uh, in options. We've got a, a partnership coming up with a, with a major top four uni. Um, one of the things that's interesting there is that these guys have been studying options specifically um, because now it's for, for, the, for the for the PhD students it, this is like the the mecca of um, uh, of, of research and uh, it's because uh, for the first time since really the black scholars model that we've now got the capability to be able to price stuff in real time and start throwing pure computational power at, at, at figuring out um, what options are worth and how to price them and how to start using them as a predictive basis for the future. And uh, what we've been working on is trying to say, well, okay, you know, like AI is, is, is an extremely gimmicky overused word, but what we've been able to do is to say, well, options have a, a very specific lifetime and maybe that lifetime when the option expires, we get a pretty good un understanding of whether a trade has been profitable and unprofitable. And uh, what our uh, what our um, trading system is built to do is to go on and say, okay, well, based on a whole heap of factors, based on volatility reversing, based on very specific factors that we've been uh, road testing with with a, with, a, with a bunch of clients, go on and say, okay, well, what does it actually mean uh, for uh, profitability? You know, when you're picking your strikes, you know, because it's not just a standard, I'm going to buy a share and I'm going to watch it go up or down, you're looking at things like, where do I set my strikes? Where is the optimal time? And by the time that the option expires, at that point in time, we get a, a very good understanding of whether the strategy was profitable or unprofitable, and then we move on and we continue to start resetting. Uh, what makes that powerful is... Um, the capability to store data has, has, has dropped. Uh, oh, sorry, the capability has increased, but the cost to, to store has decreased significantly. And now we've got uh, 50,000 options stored every hour, the price, the volatility, the underlying assumptions, uh, all the way back to 2015, which is a massive database that our systems, when you go into the backtesting, for example, you can start playing around with this, and you get access to all of that rich data stream of, of, of information, again, that you can't find anywhere else. And then from here, uh, we can then start using that information to create a, um, uh, a picture of uh, optimal trading solutions. So um, uh, this ultimately led, or one version of this led to uh, us finishing third in this game with consistently uh, um, uh, performed well uh, ever since we launched it. The first time was June 2018. Uh, we smashed it. This is, a, this is a breakout strategies in particular we're looking at. We'll talk about that towards the end and, and how we did that. Um, but it's an extremely simple uh, or, or oversimplification of our trading system, which is just saying, okay, where is the trend? Is the market going up or down? 
um, saying, okay, which, you know, in this case, uh, when we got in, when this game started, uh, the market was going down, so we put on a, a, a bearish trade. Um, then we've got a stop mechanism in place, which said, okay, as soon as the price ended up at a certain point, we reversed that, uh, and then ultimately ended up in a long position. And uh, that set up, obviously, uh, 28th of May was when options expired because of the game. Uh, we actually had a, <clears throat> a, a weekly option we have to trade based on where expiries are. But at the end of that, um, uh, if if it was a trade that was uh, um, uh, you know mid-June and you're still holding until now, which is what our trading system would have actually caused you to do, um, we would have done very well. So you don't need to over-trade. You just need to place yourself correctly into the market at the right time. But uh, where we're going to start, we're going to talk about where the winners won. We're going to talk about real trade solutions. We've got Costa on the line who's going to tell us a little bit about what he's been doing and uh, how uh, they ultimately won. But, Patrick, the disclaimer time. If you're not eating or something. <laughs> How did you know? Um, <laughs> we've ran this time, uh, we've ran this a few times. Hello. So I, I, I thought I'd unmuted myself, but I had not. Um, you did. You, I think you remuted yourself. That's good. I remuted myself. I can't even do that properly. I can't even read a disclaimer. Oh well. Any, any any advice contained in tonight's presentation is general only. It doesn't take into consideration your personal circumstances. You need to decide for yourself whether it's appropriate for you. Past returns are not an accurate indicator of future returns. And if you want to trade options, you need to do the work to, to make sure you understand it. And, and I guess if you've come to play the options trading game, that's a really good start, starting point. Um, uh, and but if you're you know if you don't feel like you're ready, don't go out, put real money in the market, and trade options. Um, now, for anyone that's played the game, we have a trial that is available just for these games players for the next for, well for the 30 day period. We'll give you access to our implied volatility platform, which Ivan's been talking about, and it's very similar to user experience to the options trading game. It has got more bells and whistles. Um, and more functionality, but the, um, we'll give you uh, an account that you can play with for 30 days. You can trade it with real money, and we'll put $50,000 fictitious dollars in there as well. So you can continue to paper trade, back test, do all those different things that you want to do. Uh, all you need to do is type yes into the chat box, and we'll get you set up. Mm, and, and, the, and the trade ideas, which uh, today, for those of you that are here, um, we're going to go in and uh, we're going to price up a trade towards the end, um, something that uh, we called at the end of February, the signal of the lighting up again. So uh, it'll be an interesting one. So anyway, leaderboard. Uh, Costa, um, you know, only a cool 600% return. Uh, very good. And, uh, and also um, Costa's smashed at last game as well. Uh, yeah. So two games of, of, of great performance. Uh, Phil, uh, who's been, he's on the line. Uh, Philip, you've, you've again. I think you've been in the top six almost every single time, and I like the, in particular, the trades that you're doing. Lots, of, lots, lots of different. Just not buying and selling, uh, buying and uh, just yeah, buying calls and puts. Uh, Stuart, Ben, James, and Roman, welcome back as well to the uh, to the leaderboard. Um, I think you've played almost every single year. Uh, you have, uh, yeah, absolutely smashed. It's a great performance 
all around um, from from the top. Actually, to be fair, uh, everyone actually had a pretty good um, response throughout the. Um, this was this was a very well performing game. So uh, markets have been kind to uh, beginning options traders. So Costa, are you on the line still? Uh, yeah, I'm here. Yeah, cool. So you traded a lot, lots of trades. Yes. 138. Um, uh, lucky you've got the time of uh, being a uni student. But tell me, walk me through. So how are you coming up with your trade ideas? I mean, that's a lot of trading. Uh, yeah, it is. So um, basically, every every night uh, I will try and monitor um, the sentiment on Wall Street, see how the European markets are doing as well. Um, to, to, to kind of get a feel of what the main headlines are, what we can expect from the trading session tomorrow. Um, and then in the morning, I would just, I would check, check what the final outcome was, see um, the intraday patterns to see if there was anything notable there. Uh, and yeah, so basically at the open of each day, I would make a decision, do I think today's going to be a positive or a negative day? And then uh, try and make a trade based on uh, volatility and optimizing both of those outcomes just to make intraday trades, which I feel comfortable with. Mm. And um, I mean, it's, it's interesting, you know, looking sort of this, this is, um, it looks like a lot of what you did was XJO based, right? Um, yes. Yeah. Why, um, why did you pick the XJO over um, individual stocks? Um, I just found for me in the past that when, when I've been dealing with individual stocks, I've, I've never been, there's always been an element of um, unpredictability associated with individual stocks for me because I've always looked at overall market performance in the US, uh, Europe, etc. And I found I've never really been able to apply that to an individual stock, so that's why I feel more comfortable with dealing with the XGO. Mm. Uh, that's fair enough. What, um, how, did you, how did you actually come across the game? What, what made you uh, interested in it? Um, so I'd been doing the uh, ASX share market game for a little while, and uh, one of my mates recommended this to me. They got an email about it from the ASX saying that um, an options trading game was opening up in December of last year. And it sounded really cool. Um, it's something, uh, trading options was something my dad would do. And I um, I didn't really know much about it, but it was something I really wanted to find out more about. So that's why I did it the first time. Costa, how old are you? I'm 18. You're 18, and and you've uh, finished school, or are you still? This is your final year of school. Or what, what what are you doing? Uh, yeah. So I finished year 12 last year. Yeah. And now I'm going on to first year uni. Oh, beautiful! What are you studying? I am studying a bachelor of commerce. Oh, beautiful. How strange. Getting, getting any <laughs> trades. <laughs> good on you. So you would have uh, you started trading before you turned 18. It's interesting. It's a good, 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 something good to pick up early, definitely. Um, and in terms of how have, how have you educated yourself just to get started and, and to start putting trades on, um, uh, you know, in terms of how you pick direction and, um, you know, and, and choose an option strategy? Uh, well, at the start, it was very much trial and error. I yeah. didn't really know what I was doing in terms of I, I could I could pick a general sense of direction, but I really had no idea in terms of the implications of volatility or um, or, or an expiry. And um, 
but in terms of picking direction, as I said before, I would I would look at the um, I would look at Wall Street, their futures, uh, any upcoming economic data, which I um, uh, which I would have thought would either be positive, negative, and how that would impact a market. Um, um, in terms of intraday, if I find there's an excessive move to either side, then I will um, then I will put a trade on to and hopefully. Uh, it will correct itself by the end of the day, yep. and I'll just get out quickly. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it's a really good effort, mate. Well done. Just put it in context. I mean, some games we have people that make these massive profits, but it, to, this is a good win because there was a record number of people that registered and played the game. We had fourteen hundred people, new people registered for the game, and then we had a lot of older traders that play the game, you know, um, each time uh, that we're competing with you as well. So you were, you were pitted against um, some very good traders in there. So really good effort. Well done, mate. Um, yeah. Congratulations. Thank you very much. And also consistent trading. But, uh, yeah, anyway, that, uh, that's a good. Hey, just a question for you, just before we, 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 uh, we should move on. Uh, what have you got in the way of charting indicators on your chart? Have you got anything exciting? Um, well, at the start of the game, uh, I, I always look at the um, the 50-day moving average. Um, that I find tends to be a relatively important indicator at times. I look at where the market has failed to break above a certain level. Um, so at the start of the game, that was around 5,500. Uh, it couldn't break it couldn't break above that for a long time, and then towards towards the end, it did. Um, otherwise, I don't really have many other things than that, to be honest. Yeah, no, that's right. I, uh, I, I know the feeling. I think for, for those that uh, have heard my story, I started off with a lot of indicators on my chart and ultimately had nothing in the end. Um, if you've got any questions for Costa, shoot them through. Um, are you okay to hang around for a little bit, Costa? Uh, yeah, I, I'm free. Oh, sweet. I love, uh, you are a, a very frequent attendee to our webinars, so I love it. It's great. Um, <laughs> yeah. Th- 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 thanks a lot for that. And, yeah, if you've got any questions for him, please ask him and we'll, um, uh, we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll ping you with those questions in about 15, 20 minutes or so. Um, so the second player was, uh, was Phil. And I think, Phil, I think you've, you've come in second, I reckon, about two or three times, maybe four. Um, but again, similar range trading as Costa, uh, but on stocks um, and with spreads, which is something that uh, which was awesome. Uh, bull call spread was was sort of the, the trade that we picked up on, um, and uh, uh, Tim's really kind of made this very very detailed. But um, came in here bull call. Um, expecting that there was a breakout. I'm guessing here, uh, oh, by the way, obviously being on the line, if we get anything wrong, let me know. Um, but came in here, 40 grand worth of, uh, on the, on Macquarie, uh, broke through um, and uh, ultimately exited right there. Uh, funny enough, that's the 50-day moving average and there's just an interesting, interesting example of how important it's been in terms of uh, breaking through. Uh, then bull call spread again over here once the market pulled back uh, and out May 28th, uh, another 50K trade, $130,000 profit. So uh, awesome, awesome effort. Um, uh, the kind of uh, kind of proper range trading 
um, and, and really following that if you were to imagine a, a channel going forward right here. So awesome work. Um, AMP long put, I think one of the best trades in the in the game, um, uh, or call, I should say. Uh, but uh, 150 AMP call here in, in 2020, uh, sorry, in the May 28, uh, $1.50, so right at the money, uh, sold right at the peak. There's $7,000 trade, $100. Uh, $13,000 profit on a 30k trade. So awesome uh, directional trade. Um, interestingly enough, I was, uh, we're, we're adding um, the capability of a stock screener into our systems, uh, which, is, which is super powerful. It allows you to sort of scan for undervalued, overvalued stocks. And, um, uh, you know, God AMP is trading at a massive discount compared to its revenue and compared to its P ratio um, compared to the rest of the sector. So anyway, once that's out, um, uh, probably, Patrick, by the way, probably about uh, two, maybe three weeks away, um, super cool stock screener. Uh, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, mate, there's actually there's actually um there's a whole heap of cool stuff. Stop losses are coming in in a couple of weeks. Uh, although they're actually they're in testing now. Um, whole pretty new order ticket. It's it's good. We, we've got we've got lots of cool stuff. I'll I'll tell you about it one day. Maybe on a webcast. Stuart, very profitable on call on uh, Ansel. Uh, again, you can see sort of the recurring theme for a lot of people that have traded. Long calls, long puts, um, and this is what I love about. And, and to be fair, uh, this is the thing that I love about Phil's trading in particular is that uh, Phil trades spreads, which is the better way for long-term profitability. Really reduces the risk, um, better time decay management, all that kind of stuff, um, and still manages to consistently perform well. So that's um, that's very important. But anyway, and so uh, at the money again, uh, two hundred lots of and so. Uh, 2020 call, sorry, a 28.50 call. Um, market went for a proper riot um, and uh, bounced off that 50-day moving average, uh, ultimately right into the hold. Um, and uh, $23,000 trade, uh, $113,000 profit. If uh, went all in on that one with $150,000 trade, you would have thought to, yeah, it would have been pretty close to, uh, uh, to being number one. So sometimes in the game, uh, it pays to go heavy. Plus player was Ben from Queensland. Uh, again, a long call, afterpay. God, that stock's beginning a lot of trading at the moment. Uh, a lot of interest. Um, and uh, look at that implied volatility down here, around about 100. Um, so that's just insane. Um, it's, for those of you that, that sort of haven't been experiencing implied volatility too much, or you sort of don't really know what it all means, but 100% effectively means that there's a 68% chance that traders are pricing in of the stock going either up 100% or down 100%. Um, so in this case, uh, if we're sort of looking around there at $25, uh, I mean, priced pretty well, but within a year, the expectation is, or 30, uh, so that'll be, yeah, it'll be about 25, 27, 50 roughly. Um, at 27.50, it's saying that, okay, volatility is about 100% means that it's likely going to end up uh, at either double or zero, or 68% chance that it's going to end up at either of those. Now, ironically, it ended up uh, doubling that uh, in price. So I guess the implied volatility was right in this instance. Um, it gives you an indication of quite how crazy some of these stocks are 
Um, so bought 100, uh, it got exercised, $6,000 trade, $125,000 worth of profit. And this is the interesting time for options traders right now in this market um, that for those, for example, that are, that are looking at stocks like Afterpay and think, for example, it's, it's you know, it's either under, it's over, you know, it's, it's valuations are overstretched and you, and you think it might come back. Uh, doing a longer term put, thinking it's going to come back to 4045 for, you know, for a two $3,000 punt, you could end up being extremely profitable, but run run it through in the um, uh, in the in the back testing. Uh, sorry, run it in through in the strategy builder through the matrix and all that kind of stuff. Really, really um, worthwhile looking at stuff like that. Fifth, uh, James from WA, 30 trades on the XGO, so quite um, quite active as well. Long calls and puts, but uh, um, the long call buying 94. Uh, May 21s, uh, 5400 so again at the money, uh, sold the next day, uh, that's a nice little 98k trade uh, with a 93k profit, um, you know, that, that sort of gives you a good indication of, you know, you don't have to be in the market all the time with options, you can be in the market for extremely short periods of time, but well-timed, um, and, uh, you know, I mean, that's for probably a 150-point move, 200-point move that uh, uh, really work in favour of, uh, you know, time decays and so much. It's a relatively chunky position, sort of, you know, obviously 100K risk, um, but very good return. Um, if only, if only he held, um, that would have been, uh, well, actually it would have expired there, so it would have probably been about the same profit. Uh, next expiry up would have been crazy. Uh, sixth player, Roman, um, so uh, interestingly enough, um, went with a long call this time around on, on APT, but Roman typically trades uh, uh, short uh, strategies, iron condors, short straddles, um, and has typically done really well with that. Um, he's an experienced options trader. Um, uh, he's posted a couple of stuff on Aussie stock forums around this game, around his diary. Um, unfortunately, I don't think he joined us at this point in time. But anyway, but but really good. Um, uh, uh, yeah, in, really interesting, really interesting um, uh, long-term, again, long-term success in the market. Um, and uh, 40K trade, 148 exit, uh, $107,000 profit. Uh, not bad for, uh, for about 19 days worth of work. Um, the next was probably a bear call. Uh, I'm not going to get into the specifics of that. I'm not sure what it was that. Um, so, uh, in terms of uh, our trading tip, uh, is what we've sort of spoken about. Uh, now, one thing that we've, we've sort of been speaking about around um, key pivot points in the market is uh, uh, doing a straddle uh, where we go. We don't really know what the market's doing. Uh, Patrick loves. Uh, chucking on the straddles and um, the basic premise of this is saying okay well I think that the market is irrational I understand that I think the market is at risk of coming down significantly or it might continue going up and continue staying irrational the good old Keynes theory is that you know the market can stay irrational for a lot longer than you can stay insolvent and so the whole basis around the straddle is saying well okay as long as the market moves and continues moving Australia is going to do well. And uh, it's probably an easier trade. The, the concept behind it is buying a call and a put. Uh, that slide's not right. 
Um, and if the market goes up significantly, you're going to do quite well on the profit. If it goes down, you're limited to the loss of the actual um, buying the call on the put. And uh, the most important premise of when you're going into a trade like this is it's good when you don't know where the stock will go, but expect it will move a lot. The adjustment that I like to make in these kind of times when I'm uh, a little bit differently positioned where I think that, okay, the market's overstretched, I don't know where it's going to go. Um, one, it's, and it's an options cookbook, is a strip. And uh, the strategy is you're buying one call and you're buying two puts. And the basis of that is that I think that the market might go up. It might continue going up. I don't think it's going to stay here, but it might continue going up. And in that case, I'll be slightly profitable to potentially break even on the trade. Um, and uh, if it goes up a lot, I'll be profitable. If it goes up a little bit, it should be okay. And we'll price it up um, towards the end just to uh, have a look at that. Uh, but you buy two puts because that's where you really make the cream. So the market pulls back. Um, you're going to uh, get a, a, a benefit on the um, on the uh, volatility going up, uh, and you also make money on the delta ultimately of the option falling. So, uh, of the sorry, of the price falling to so the option going up in price. So you lose on the call at that point in time, and you make money on your two puts. And uh, the last time we made this call was right here on a uh, on the Thursdays uh, uh, Thursday calls that we did where we were talking about this, this is right before the coronavirus sort of really kicked off and uh, we were actually sitting in my office at that point in time and I think, uh, was it then that I broke one of the paintings in the office? I think it was, the, that stupid quote by Jeff Bezos. <laughs> it just fell off the wall when you looked at it. <laughs> I, have that, I have that impact on, uh, on shitty quotes. Um, it was uh, it was right in the in the midst of some pretty serious restructure um, uh, when we just sort of started open markets. But anyway, and um, and uh, talk about timing. That was right on Thursday. Um, we were talking about we think it's an asymmetric risk. You ended up getting into a straddle. I didn't yeah. end up getting into this trade because uh, I got really carried away with stupid stuff, uh, restructuring companies, that kind of thing. And um, you ended up. Uh, not staying in the trade uh, because, you know, that's what you do. You bail on, on good trades. Um, but you're, that's, that's, you're, more, you're, you're much more successful uh, over a over, over, uh, much more successful track record. And anyway. Your risk tolerance. Yeah, uh, well... To get the to get the really big ones um, uh, going, you know, where you where you can really kill it, um, which I, which I think is what makes someone a very very good trader. But I get what I want out of the market, as you would say. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, no, that was a, that was an incredible time. I mean, is it just it's just not so strange that 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 was that wasn't so long ago? But so much has happened. I, it's just been and, and, Again, look at look at the vol. That was it, it's it spiked up to twenty five, and now it's like that's a good day. I mean, look at that. That was sixty two sixteen when that was taken. And remember, we were doing a webcast uh, to our trading group at fifty five hundred, and went through there and, and had a forehandle about an yeah. hour later. That was that was insane. And remember, remember that way we, we we were going. We had um, uh, we, we went for for lunch, and I said the market is going to end up pro uh, profitable, uh, positive on the day. <laughs> and uh, you're like. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. 
four or five hundred point turnaround or something. Anyway, but um, yeah. it was that was that was crazy. I think that um, I, I mean the the basis of that trade was um, and this is something that I've just observed over time. When you get some of these really strong pullbacks, wait for the second day of the pullback to finish over. So you, you're effectively saying like whenever one of these candles happens, there's always going to be, or very typically there's going to be follow through on the following day. And so the strategy was put on the, put on the strip and actually buy back the, um, the uh, one of the puts um, on the second day of the sell-off on the close, uh, which would have been here, uh, right, right there, I should say. Um, and then hold the other one till expiry, which actually was about there, I think, or something like that. And, um, that was that was uh, crazy. I don't know. Um, I think I saw a couple of people put it on, um, and, uh, but I didn't really get the get the stats on how many. Uh, I think most people were expecting. We were talking to a few guys that did that trade and held it all away. Um, mm. Yeah, some people did incredibly well. Um, uh, it was actually it was great to see some huge profits. Yeah. Uh, it was, yeah. it was just. It was just a nice kind of anyway uh, it, this kind of trade. But um, I'm I'm I, I was thinking about it last night, and um, so I ended up buying. Uh, for those of you that that haven't heard this, I actually bought shares for the first time since 2009, um, and um, uh, and it was uh, right. I think it was about a week before the bottom. Uh, Westpac samples BHP, um, and um, I. I actually forgot to get out of them today, so hopefully it's not in. But I'm I'm calling it. If, if the market stays up tomorrow, I am uh, getting into a new strip um, and potentially looking at September uh, just to line up with the futures. But we're going to talk about that in a bit. Um, uh, and, and I should mention just if you're on the session and you haven't been coming to the next big trades, we'll get to talk about that at midday tomorrow, won't we? Because uh, we're we'll be oh, online. Isn't it? Short yeah. week. Yeah. Short week. Yeah. So, um, if um, yeah, if you if you're free tomorrow midday, uh, it'll be in the newsletter in the morning. Uh, you can book in off the website, off the Reach Markets website now. Um, and um, yeah, tomorrow we do it every week. But that that'll be interesting. I'll, I'll have a good close look at that. Um, mm. Looking for a, for for a trade with. Um, for some action. I don't know. The vol's just a bit high for me at the moment. I'd need to see it off a little bit lower, but not too much lower, just a little bit lower before I'd look at a straddle uh, and have to do a bit more technically to see where we line up. But I don't mind that. Um, there's, 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 a, there's a pattern that's lining up, but, um, yeah, anyway, it's, it's interesting. I think let's, um, uh, let, let's quickly talk about trading systems and, and, and then, and then um, talk about it because that's uh, looking forward to it. Um, uh, do you want me to run through lit? Do you want to do it? Uh, I mean, I can do it if you like. Um, sure. <laughs> I'm not with that, Danielle. I don't know what that emoji means. I can't see. <laughs> it, it looks like a panda uh, or a. Uh, yeah, that's an interesting one. Anyway, yeah. man, or you a... are not emojis. I'm just gonna. <laughs> <laughs> it's my bad, bad eyesight. Can't see emojis. All right. Um, you'll need to to, to hit the um, the slides, um, Ivan. I've given you. The, I've given them. Oh, 
Yeah. Hey, while, while, while you're just figuring that out, uh, Costa, how do we set up for the large pullback that is coming and how far do you see the fall reaching if you're still um, around? To um, I, I, it's, it's something I've definitely been trying to work out when, when it would be coming. I've been looking for a catalyst to make it happen and I haven't really been seeing any. But I have a feeling it would definitely happen within the next, definitely within the next two months. And I feel like a second wave would probably be what really causes the market to retest uh, the 5500 level, maybe lower. Mm-hmm. I think uh, you know it's interesting. I think that 5500. I've been I've been saying this for. Uh, what are we? Probably almost three months now. Um, that fifty-five hundred level. When um, I was actually, uh, God, man, it sounds so terrible. But um, when I was your age, Costa, God, that's bad. <laughs> anyway, um, I was just trading through the GFC, which is obviously a very similar time, and um, it was interesting. I was just 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 learning that down the fifty-five hundred level, it just kept coming up all the time, and um, I think there's some kind of a long-term um, gravitational pull towards that particular uh, level, and so I think that yeah, it's interesting. Just hearing you say that um, brings me back eleven years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's definitely a very important psychological level for um for a lot of traders, I think. Mm. And as soon as it as soon as it popped through there, um, when we were we were just talking about this um, a couple of webcasts ago. Whenever it, whenever it actually happened and, and um, it pulled through there, it just absolutely um, fell off planet Earth. So anyway, uh, yeah, interesting, very interesting. Yeah. Back to me. <laughs> yeah. Right. The, we've got the secret to success up on the screen here, Ivan, so it's pretty important I um, <laughs> explain <laughs> Tongue in cheek, but if you ever if you ever hear Ivan and I talk about trading or for long enough, we'll get back to talking about a system. And I guess everything that drives us as traders, and and if you listen to um, the uh, those that can do sessions on Tuesday nights, where we have lots of different experienced traders, private traders, some of the biggest um, traders you know going around um, in Australia, come onto these sessions. They always come back to their trading system, how they go about it. And, um, you know, you want to be in a position where you can profit in any market. Um, you want to be uh, take all of the emotion or as much of the emotion out of your trading as possible. Um, you want to know that you've got confidence behind what you're doing. We like to rely on data to get that confidence. So quant architect, back-tested, um, looking at the um, all of the information we need and... Um, you know, uh, but also at the same time, simply use, right? So uh, in a position where you can actually make um, make a decision and follow your trade through and know what you need to do next, uh, very, very important. So trading system. So what do we look at? Well, some of the ingredients would be what am I using, what data do I observe to pick direction, um, what's my entry point, how do I monitor the position, and... Um, what? how do I follow the trade, right? So you, you need it to be in a position where it's as much as possible 
once you're or when you're making your trade, it's following as much of a checklist as possible without you needing to interpret too much information. Trading without a system is like starting a business without a business plan. It's a very obvious thing to do, but it's uh, it's a very obvious statement to make. But if you think about it, um, a lot of people when they approach their trading uh, do it in a way where they're um, – just one moment, I'm just going to – Um, they do it in a way where they, you know, they, they're heavily focused on picking direction or they're overly focused on the strategy um, or they observe certain information or make a gut, have, a, have a lot of gut feel going around their trading which doesn't consider every factor. If you were to buy a shop on the main street uh, and say, oh, look, I'm really good at making bread, I'm going to make the most delicious bread available, um, but you didn't think about how you're going to get the right staff. You didn't think about where you're on the right side of the street, where were people going to park. Uh, you didn't think about, um, you know, uh, how you manage your inventory. Uh, and all those other factors, they can have a massive impact on your ability to actually be able to, to trade in this bakery or whatever it is and do it successfully, right? And a lot of people do this with, with their trading is they start trading, but they haven't considered everything. They don't have a trading plan where they, it's a go-to of what they need to have in place to be successful. All right, so we want to be able to approach our trading where when we're in the moment and we're making decisions, it's as me mechanical as possible. We're observing things uh, that tell us what to do next. Uh, we want to reduce the, the emotion and we want to be focused on risk at all time um, so we're focusing on how much money we can make, but we're also focusing on how do we protect our positions or how do we protect our bank, right? Um, the trading systems that Ivan and I have worked on, uh, quant architected, architectured, we've had different range of people, including the, 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 um, the development team, but also uh, we've, we've employed quants to review our systems, look at millions of different data points, and tell us, first of all, does it work? And then is the data that we're observing actually leading, giving us an edge in the decision-making that, that, that we're doing, all right? And, um, uh, you know, and the LIT system, which I'll quickly run you through, is an example of one of these systems. But we have built these systems for if you're breaking out on the upside, the downside, if the market's going sideways. Um, so that it doesn't matter what the market's doing, you're able to observe it and say, Right, there's a trade for me. There are times with our quant-tested trading systems where there are very few trades uh, that come forward, and there are other times where there's heaps. Right, and the thing is, that's our trading systems. And if you adopt those trading systems and trade with them, fantastic. You know what that means is that when the trades aren't there, you're not going to trade them. Right, and so we we only want to trade when the trade presents itself. Um, we don't feel obliged to trade at all times, but we want enough systems so that it's giving us enough different scenarios so that we can trade them. Um, the old saying I like to wheel out is if the only tool you've got is a hammer, everything starts to look like a nail. There are a lot of people that make, can make money when the market's going up and only when the market's going up. It doesn't matter what the market's doing, what are they going to find? If they're going to put a trade on, it's going to be a bullish trade. But what if the market's trending down or simply just going sideways? Is doing a bullish trade the right thing to do? 
Um, and so, you know, making sure that, you, you know, you, you can trade through all those different conditions is very, very important. All right, so we want to be able to profit any market. We want to be able to trade with quant architecture systems. We want it simple to use. The example um, uh, of, a, of, a, of a trading system, uh, the LIT, which is one that if you have taken a trial and if you would like a trial, just type in yes, you'll get access to our LIT trade ideas going forward and our scans of the market will identify these trades and we'll do some more education around this. Um, this is an example of the LIT system, right? Now, you can see on the, on the page here, there are five rules which are the picking direction rules, the identifying the entry point in the trade. This is all of the data that I look at. First is, is the share price above a major resistance, say 52-week high? So we look at the major resistance for us, 52-week high. The next question is the 50-day moving average above the 200-day moving average, i.e. has a golden cross occurred, and we can see that golden cross um, where that red line crosses the blue. That's the 50-day um, surpassing the 200-day moving average, right? So we want to know that that has occurred and that the 50-day moving average is above. We also we want to know that the share price is above the 50-day moving average, and we want to know that the 50-day moving average is trending up. So it ticks those boxes. Uh, on this particular chart, we don't have the ADX, but the AGX is an indicator that for us is less of a directional indicator. It's more a confirmation that the trend is present, right? That this isn't just a false move, and we want to see that the ADX is above 20. So in this instance here, on this particular trade, it ticked those five um, uh, rules, right? And as a result, it just automatically identifies the trading strategy for us, which is the lit long, right? So this is a trade um, where we'll, we want the stock to continue to go out. When we see, when we go into a lit long, there is, uh, our, we, we have statistically proven it, the most likely scenario is that the market's going to continue up when it breaks through the 52-week high and all of these five things line up. All right, so statistically, that's what it's telling us. All right? However, what we're the most confident about is that a significant move will happen. So when we do this trade, we're setting ourselves up for a bullish move. We're not looking for a small profit. Right? We're looking for a significant profit on the upside. But if we're wrong, what do we think will happen? Well, we think that we'll be wrong and not just a little bit long, we'll be a lot wrong. So when we set the trade up, we make sure that we've got rules in place that can make money for us on the upside and that we've got a way of switching the trade if the conditions change so that we can make money and switch the trade to a bearish position uh, if, if, if certain things happen. All right? So we just track that. And there's really only one question for us, and that is, is the share price below the 50-day moving average? And if it's yes, then we switch our long trade into a bearish position, right? Now, the thing about this trade, and Ivan was sort of um, having a go at me before about my propensity to exit trades quickly, that's how I trade my straddles. When I trade a straddle, uh, I tend to be in and out of the trade quickly. If on a lit long, this is a trade where we go into it on the basis that we're not expecting a small move, we're not trying to make money out, we're, we're expecting a major event has happened, there's a breakout, we expect a, a, a significant move up. And um, it's one of the things that, you know, it's, it's sort of counterintuitive to a lot of people. A lot of people, when they see a 52-week high, they got like, you know, they stuff, they would 
drummed into them at school or when they were a kid or stuff like what goes up must come down type of scenarios going to their mind. But just because it's gone up strongly and broken to the 52-week high, it's actually, that's where a lot of people will start shorting and losing a lot of money. But it is also where the biggest moves happen, or some of the biggest moves happen on the upside. Uh, and so we we set, this particular strategy is set up around those breakout trades, either breaking above or below 52-week highs, and then with a set of rules around them to trade. Now, these trades are back-tested, um, and, uh, you know, we've got a full bit of, um, uh, we've got a full system built around it. Um, we traded it. These are the stats for this game, Ivan. I'm not sure if it's... Sorry. No, it's, no, it's just, sorry, I was just looking for the unmute button. Uh, yes, that is, it is for this game. Okay, so this game, just just the one trade, um, which we put um, all the money on that met the rules. Um, and um, uh, I mean, I guess the technical thing with this is that it was one trade in the sense that we were bearish at the start of it. We had a repair in place, uh, and then it, and then it, it stayed, which is typically how we we trade every game. Yeah, and look, we usually do a few more trades, but the thing is. There, there are periods of time for this particular strategy, you don't get a lot of trades in the current market, as you would know, with such a big sell-off and then a recovery. The only trades you would have been seeing were bearish trades, but just in this period window of time, the market kind of, um, went, went, you know, moved back up off those lows. So, which, which um, is actually what we like. Hey, which, which is exactly what we what we what we like. So you know, yeah. so. Um, uh, and this is one of the things that, that makes um, our strategy, you know, consistently um, perform in, in all of these games that we've played is because it's a strategy that is, um, as long as the market moves, we do well. That That's effectively, I think there's actually one game that we didn't rate in the top five, if I'm not mistaken. And um, it was all, I think there's like a September game in here that we did. Um, and that was where the market just didn't do anything. Um, and that's the only time that um, we, we didn't perform. But every game outside of that, it's been consistent. And that's because the strategy performs whether the market's going up or down. So I think that's, that's sort of the important, uh, important part. The strategy itself, so this is kind of where we were, where we were at. The game started here. Um, you know, I mean, if you can believe it, um, this was an extremely good period for those that got into our trading system as well. Uh, the, ironically, the bullish sign signal came here, but as soon as it fell below the 50 um, day moving average, uh, that was our sell signal ultimately. So it was a sold spread with puts. Uh, at this point in time, we entered into a long, effectively it's a long put. So for those that were holding on, um, there was a, almost 50 days um, on the trade. Um, those that got in uh, did, did remarkably well. Um, so, you know, up until this point, everything was looking pretty good uh, for, for the bulls. It's the propensity and ability to adapt quickly. So at this point in time, um, we effectively look, the way that we look at the game is we have a bit of fun with this leverage to produce us out of it in the game to match what everyone else is doing. But overall trends down, moving averages are down. Um, we the day the market opened up um, on the day, so we we effectively get on the right on at ten thirty, uh, get a get a um, a lit short on 
um, which is two calls, and then as soon as it cracks above the 50-day moving average, uh, we switch our position over and become bullish. And then until it comes back down and smashes through the 50-day moving average again, we effectively stay in a call. And so the strategy, uh, obviously coming up right up to the end, that's all we did. And uh, if this market sort of, if the market set around here, around that never broke through the 5500 level, uh, this wouldn't have uh, been a, a high-performing strategy. But luckily for us, typically the markets tend to move in one direction or the other. Um, it's rare that they stay in one spot uh, at all times. So anyway, it was an interesting, interesting time. Yeah. So let's go. Yeah. You just go into the straight into it. Um, or in this case, sorry, it's going to come up a little long, but yeah, uh, type in lid short, um, you, you've got, you, you get onto that. Um, it's a maximum risk is the difference between the strikes, maximum profit is the net credit that you receive. Uh, so it's typically, unless volatility is super high, it's a one-to-one -one ratio. So you risk two grand, you get two grand back. Uh, so when you're, when you're pricing it up, um, you know, if you've got a 10 grand bank, you know, maybe don't, don't put 10 grand on it. Um, but, uh, but, but but think about strategically where what kind of return you're happy with. Um, and the trade that we actually ultimately did was uh, this was buy 55, uh, 5225s, um, and then sell 55, uh, 5025s, um, and then uh, ultimately uh, we, we did we did the repair. So actually, just going back to that. Um, uh, so we ended up closing that out, and then it was just a 52.25. Um, so just going back to um, the AI-powered quant ideas that we're talking about, what actually is involved in that, I'll give you a quick two-second version. Uh, but that concentrates on our sideways strategies, and the sideways strategy is our iron condors. Um, and we look at, this was coming out of March, this was the optimal time that we had for a very long period of time, uh, we expect the, the best times for this performs best when uh, volatility is super high. Uh, when there's a big sell-off, we typically uh, expect consolidation going forward. Uh, so that's what sort of happened. Um, based on the backtested stats um, we had up until January 2019 when we completed the, the research over a three-year period, uh, only five gold trades came up, 28 silver, 93 bronze, um, of which... The main, the main point was really having a look and saying, okay, well, if you put an iron condor every day on every single potential stock um, and wait until expiry, you get a 54% chance of uh, profitability. Uh, we saw a direct um, a correlation between um, uh, uh, an improvement effectively around bronze, silver, gold, um, and that's what we've now got in the, in the system. Um, and that includes brokerage and et cetera. Um, and so now in the system, so this is where the platform is quite similar to um, uh, to what you get in the game. Uh, the only difference is really this dashboard and the trading, uh, like the proper order management system stuff. And it gives you, any given day, it gives you and says, okay, these are the trade ideas um, where you, know, you can cycle through those ideas, uh, What, how many points... Is it so? This is a gold, ninety-two uh, point trade, which meant that you know we we sort of the high level, the sort of the stuff in the dark. It's not a direct correlation, but based on the past, we anticipate that there's about a ninety-two percent chance of getting this trade right. Uh, you get to see the max reward, max 
uh, risk so you can drag that up and down and get exactly the amount of reward versus risk you're going to get. Uh, you can, we frequently go and contact the market makers to get the price made up for you, um, which then goes and says this is the target, you know, if that's a 55 credit or 70 credit or whatever it happens to be, we, we pop it in there and then you can go in and if you want to change the strikes, you can do that. Um, you see where the break-evens are at this point in time, the, the BHP was trading at 26, break-even 24, 28. So as long as it stays between that, you're going to receive, you're not going to lose money, maximum profit. So to get that 240, um, uh, that was uh, necessary between 25 and 27, and anything below 23.50 or above 28.50 is the maximum loss. So it's a very easy way to see it. Uh, you expected that $2 to stay within six days, um, and, and that's sort of where it came up. So once you're happy with that, just press trade, uh, and all of the complexities of full putting on a four-legged trade are effectively taken from you. So that's uh, that's where it is. Implied volatility platform, so impliedvolatility.com.au, for those of you that have requested a trial, we'll get that over to you. Um, but uh, it's the professional platform. Uh, it's used by the majority of the market. It houses the majority of the retail, uh, well, the professional uh, advisory market for retails. Um, for its retail clients, it allows you to, the platform Australia allows you to go on and build, trade, and execute combos straight from the screen. Uh, that way you don't get sort of, you don't have to sit there trading multiple legs, you don't have to call up anyone, it goes straight into the system. Uh, it's got full fat finger protection, um, which is uh, based on a super advanced algorithm that we've got. It's only real-time options calculator in Australia, and it is uh, significantly cheaper than the big uh, kind of um, brokers that you get. So you get to save on money as well, which is, which is powerful. Um, using the, I guess just to give you an idea as to how um, important brokerage is, uh, you know, if you're using full service, this was based on some backtesting that we did of doing up to and no more than four trades a month, um, uh, you know, over a period of a couple of years that we were doing it, three years or whatever, uh, you know, you, you pay 23 to a full service broker uh, with a big four, it's like 15 is a $4,000 saving uh, if you're doing it through us ultimately. So a massive, massive improvement. Uh, that really helps you uh, trade smaller, trade more frequently, uh, and diversify your, your, your options portfolio, just like you would in anything else that you'd be attaching. So uh, along with that, we also run the Thursday webcast the, um, that uh, uh, Pat was mentioning before. We do Tuesday nights, we'd invite you over to uh, so you get um, uh, a whole heap of those to get access to uh, exclusive education that we run. Um, so a whole heap of stuff. Uh, so play volatility come to the U uh, or type in yes. Uh, we'll get you set up with a trial uh, for 30 days and uh, we can, um, yeah, see you on a Thursday, I guess, or not. But a um, uh, whole heap of uh, webinars coming up. Next options game is in Sandbox now. We've got two games side by side, right? Is it the 16th? Starts in a week? Joyce? Does it? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Um, yeah. We've All got... Right. This, is the, <clears throat> this is the month that everything is moving to the same expiry. Um, so, uh, you know, up until last month, and this is the way they're so close together, uh, the... Equities and the options are expiring on the same day. So, yeah, it's going to so make it up. interesting for um, 
full service brokers that have all their clients in the same position. <laughs> Very idiotic. Good, good thing we've got, we've got scalable systems. Hey, I'm going to price up this, uh, this, this strip. Yeah, please do. Um, while you're doing that, um, whoa, what's this? What's this? What? Is this inside information on your screen? It is. Um, it, is. it is. It is. But that's, that's just how we roll, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, got a screenshot. Um, <laughs> so I, can, I, can, I can tell you all about it. We're um, marketing, um, man. It's good. We've got... Uh, well, it just just on that, um, so yeah, we had a really big uptake on the game. Um, we've had a big uptake on implied volatility on the platform, so um, it's it's grown by 20% every month. And I don't know if you've been watching, but um, we're on track. Other than uh, March, which was a huge month, but was dictated by COVID, we just had a steady growth, 20% every month for the last now seven months. Mm. Uh, seven or eight months, um, where a lot of people are coming across discovering the technology and getting up and running. Um, the majority of our clients are experienced options traders, but, it, you know, we, we invest a lot into the education side of things to get people started. And a really important part is if you take a trial, uh, is that you get, um, you know, you've got two accounts, one which you can put money into and trade with, and the other which has got $50,000 and you can continue to pay for trade in the live market. Um, so, yeah, I've, we're probably due an education session um, in the maybe next week. I'll look at schedule. Some, we'll, we'll discuss this when we get offline, see what our, our diaries are like. Um, but uh, we'll probably put something together there. Okay, we're looking at a, a, a long XJO long strip. Um, one call, two puts. So you're looking at 75, Ivan, is that right? Have a look. I, uh, I, uh, I, I like this volatility level at, this, at these prices, right? And um, this is one of those trades that um, uh, if it works, so because uh, you're still on the line, by the way, I think you are. Yeah, I'm still here. Yeah, you can't just patiently wait for it. Uh, so we were talking about the 5500 level, and yeah. um, look at that. So that's if 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 it, if it comes off, um, this is no volatility. This is the, the powerful thing. There's no volatility shock associated with this. Um, but effectively, we go down to 5500. Uh, we are. Um, we're going to go there. Uh, we are going to. So assuming that gets there by August to so two months, that's four grand. If it gets there uh, quicker, then it's more like five grand. Um, that, that's a that, that's a good risk reward on that trade. Uh, one way to do it is to go and uh, look a little bit closer to you know August is costing you seven. Uh, at that point in time, uh, fifty five hundred moves is again sort of similar levels. Fifty five hundred. Um, I, I guess the interesting thing there is um, uh, looking honestly, I think that um, and Mitch, I don't know if you're still on the line. I think you are. Um, uh, Mitch, by the way, you're, you're uh, long overdue to come back to us. I think it's been, it's been a long time since you've been trading with us. So, um, but um, uh, with, with, with fifty five hundred, it's just over here, it's right back to sort of returning to, to this. But there's no reason as to why you know we're not going to um, come off further. Um, um, what are your views on on that? 
Oh, my views. Either or, one of you guys. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, there's definitely no reason for it not to be able to fall further. It just really depends on how, um, I guess, how panics people get, I guess. If we see a level of volatility equivalent to the end of March, then, yeah, for sure, we could definitely fall a lot further than that. But, um, yeah, it all depends on just how things eventuate over the next few months. Because uh, yeah. because as things stand at the moment, something really drastic is going to have to change for um for the market to pull back that significantly. Mm. I think um I think I, the, I, no no I was just going to say you know like the the obviously a lot of stimulus has gone in um, and um, and that's what has makes it a tricky for me on timing and you know but you know I think if there's there, there is definitely room for a big pull-off and uh, one of the reasons I like um, the long strip if, if you can time it, your entry that's that's that, that's the thing that I'll be interested to talk to you about tomorrow Ivan uh, yeah. at the next big trade will be the conversation about entry but if I can get comfortable with an entry point I love this trade because you you know you, you can do exactly what you put forward, and that is, you know, you might just get two big days off and, you know, you, you, you take profit on one put and leave the other one there. If it recovers, you've got the call there uh, looking after you um, or at least covering the position. So, I mm. look, I, you know, it, it allows you to go and have a big go at what could be a significant pullback, if that's your view. Yeah, I think, and I mean, the thing is, I, I think that it's really, uh, oh, Mitch, I, I didn't realise you were back. Sorry, I just, uh, just I've got two accounts running. So, <laughs> I, uh, I, I just remember you, uh, you, you took a hiatus and moved to um, Sponsor. I didn't realise that uh, you're back. I'm glad. Good, good, good to hear. I've been out of the loop a little bit. So, uh, um, John Bender's theory of probability would say if the market breaks a recent support, it is more likely to go a lot lower. Uh, so the black calls is mispricing this downside. I totally agree. I think that um, I am. I, I'm honestly of the view that, um, uh, and this is, this is going to be controversial because uh, at some point in time in a year, uh, everyone on this line will probably remember it. But um, I have a feeling that in the next uh, uh, six to twelve months. Uh, we're going to take out the four five hundred low and actually be lower. Um, I think that uh, this whole rally, from what I'm seeing and sort of from the numbers that I'm seeing through, uh, through uh, going through open markets, um, I'm seeing a lot of retail volume participating uh, in this and not a whole heap of institutional follow up. And typically, that's just um, you know it, it gets to the point. I saw a uh, I saw an article on. LinkedIn yesterday from someone who goes and says, have you had a side hustle during this period? And uh, it goes, you know, my side hustle is trading equities. And uh, I just looked at that and I went, holy shit. Um, it's just, it's, wow. you know, what is otherwise, it like? Otherwise known as a, uh, over the long term as a self-hustle. Um, <laughs> it's just, you know, like if, if you don't know what you're doing, it's just, you know, we're, I think where we're trading is interesting, and, and Phil nailed this when he was on the line, Phil Toberman, who's, a, who's a, one of the heaviest, if not the heaviest, day trader in Australia. 
and it's like I'm always learning. You know, I never I never know what, what where it's going to end up. And uh, whenever you get someone who's new to the market, three months in or whatever, and he's seeing uh, massive returns because he's picked a couple of stocks that seem to be doing well, and now going out public. You know, for for those of you that heard my story. That's actually what what broke me uh, when I when I thought that I was untouchable, um, and uh, you know uh, it was it was it was pretty painful at the time. Um, but I think that you know this this is the thing that I like about um, this particular trade. Uh, watching it, I I agree. Fifty five hundred is is a good level in terms of how to play this. Um, I I think that uh, going in on the September uh, for the extra thousand dollars. Uh, I think that it's 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 a better expiry. It lines up to the XJO uh, right here at the money. And um, what I've got with this is, um, as it gets down to 5,500, um, I would expect that volatility is going to come back significantly to the market, at least to 40, maybe to 50. Uh, so at least a 100% increase. I expect that to happen pretty quickly. Um, so I'd be looking to close down one of the puts here, uh, hopefully or sort of in that range in the next uh, month, month and a half, uh, and then hold the, the, the put and the call uh, ultimately till expiry unless we're starting to see values somewhere around about this 5,000 to 4,500. Holding it to 3,500 is crazy. I'm not, I'm not that ballsy, um, but I think that around about uh, – phasing out of a, of a put at 5,500 and then ultimately the, probably the balance of that at, at 55, sorry, at uh, closing one of the puts, sorry, 5,500, closing the balance at 5,000 is, is the way that I'd play it. Um, potentially sneak out maybe another 100, 200 points, depending on how, how the price action is here. Um, I'm, uh, I'm doing it. I'm going in. I'm, uh, uh, I'm, I'm committed to this. Very good. All right. Well, I look forward to, um, Looking at looking at more detail with you tomorrow, um, and I, I might just follow you in there. But the um, yeah, what was I, 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 in, in tomorrow night? I've got this session on dispersion, which is another trade I know that you're interested in, Ivan, or um, it, it, which is a long volatility uh, and a long dispersion. So predicting an increase uh, in dispersion or uh, a decrease in correlation um, and uh, is, is another way we're sort of structuring an in, more of an investment um, to be able to, based on a view that at some point in time, they're, you know, we, you know, we, I'm probably in the same camp as you and think that we, we, we might just be going and testing those lows. There's a lot going on. Um, and you mentioned that, you know, the participation of retail, it's something like 340% increase in retail um, turnover. Um, you've got guys, Magellan, I know, saying, you know, sitting at 40, 46% cash. Um, Buffett didn't buy the dip. I mean, there's a lot of professionals out there that um, are pretty worried about what's going on. Um, that so was getting... rate. I dropped, uh, actually, ironically, a reach market's pen. Uh, turns out that your pens are quite heavy. <laughs> <laughs> They're solid. Um, and instead of using normal material, you guys used iron. <laughs> um, so the, 
Anyway, guys, see you online tomorrow. If you haven't requested a trial, type in yes. We'll get you set up for that 30-day trial. Um, if you want to start trading with us, bring an account over, um, take a trial, play around with it. Speak to Tim in our office here. If you've got questions, um, need him to show you different features and functionalities, there's a lot in the platform. There's a lot you can do with it. It's all specifically built for options traders. Um, to give them the information they need to be able to trade themselves and be self-directed, uh, but also, very, very importantly, to really reduce that cost of transaction that can really eat into your profits. And a lot of people give away a big chunk of what they make or all of it to um, to have the privilege of talking to someone over the phone when they place their trade. I mean, in this day and age, there's a role and there's a place for it. Don't get me wrong, there definitely is. Um, uh, brokers can save you a lot of tr uh, a lot of money, but there's certainly a lot of other situations where just getting a trade on yourself save a lot of money, and that 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 that's what this system is built to do as well. Anyway, guys, thank you very much for taking the time. Hope you enjoyed the game and the wrap. And um, Costa, thank you very much for for uh, coming online. Um, uh, and uh, I'm going to speak. Cost uh, not today, but probably later in the week when I've got a bit of time. I'm going to give you a buzz. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, I'll keep. I'll keep um, I'll, I'll keep a lookout for that. Thank you very much for um inviting me to be a panelist. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you a call after the uh, session, Costa. Um. <laughs> <laughs> hey Patrick, you don't have an office in Sydney yet. <laughs> uh, yeah. I did it go, didn't I? COVID. Anyway, I'm getting another one. <laughs> all right. Thanks, guys, and uh, thanks, thanks again. Hey, just quickly, I was doing this thing today when I was doing a web earlier on, and yep. interesting thing, for the first time in, a, in probably about five years, I pulled out a Fibonacci chart just for the sake of doing it. And have a look yep. at that. I threw it back on. We had a ride at that 61.80, and interestingly enough, um, you know, when something's quite significant, people do look at it, um, and I have a feeling it might be an interesting one. So we're at 61.80 now. We're close to the 200-day moving average. Uh, in terms of a, 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 a clipping of the trade, um, if it doesn't work out, um, where I will admit that I'm wrong is a break of both that 61.80 and that 200-day uh, moving average, which is a green line. So if if we end up closing above here, about 6,300, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna call it and say that we are. We're never dropping again. It's uh, it's 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 twelve thousand by the end of the year. Yeah, <laughs> that's when I'll yeah. get my Yeah, it's a very it's a very significant level that um a two hundred day moving average at this point. Yeah, it's going to be a massive one. Yeah. yeah. All right, people. Thank you very much. Thanks, and, everybody. Have a good one. Good night. Cheers. Bye bye.